Oh boy, how are we folks? That's the wrong way on the volume. I'm good, I suppose. It's Josh Potter here, fresh off the train. Fresh, the wrong word to use. Just got back from San Diego, where I was at the La Jolla Comedy Store. And I appreciate each and every roach who made an appearance out at the La Jolla Comedy Store. We packed it out. Some people were there just because they were there, and they maybe they became roaches. So if you're new to the show, or perhaps you saw our political clip on the Instagram, and maybe you're joining thinking you're going to get scathing Joe Biden takes here. Probably not, however. We'll get into that in a little bit. But I want to let you know, one big show to round out the year, five of them actually, one big appearance, down in Tampa Bay, December 22nd, 23rd, Side Splitters. That is the last big weekend of the year for your boy. So if you're down in the Florida area and you want to celebrate the holidays with the Roach, December 22nd and 23rd, going to be at Tampa Bay Side Splitters. You can go over to Instagram or Twitter, scoop up the tickets, or just click the link in the description of this episode. Also, want to let you know, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter, still rocking and rolling. Patreon.com slash the Josh Potter show. And of course, if you want to submit anything the way Odd Track Numbers sent in this musical number, or perhaps you want to be a roach reporter, get me your articles, get something on the roach's radar, Josh Potter show at gmail.com is the place to do it. Yes, we had uh, with Sarah Weinshank, we had a, a viral Joe Biden clip. You know, we were just talking about him being weird and creepy and, uh, and lo and behold, people were up in arms, some of them, about uh, our political takes here on the program. If you think it's a political show, folks, you're, you you haven't been around very long, I don't think, at the end of the day. No, it's a sports show, first and foremost. That's how I think people... So there was a guy that was mad at me. He's like, you're not talking about sports anymore because you're a coward. And I was like, I guess. I mean, I, I, I think you just had to wait till the end of the episode. Sometimes I like to... Mix it up, but we got a breaking sports story that came across the old Roach desk a bunch of times in the last uh, week here. I wanted, I mean, right after I left the studio last week, this story was breaking, and it involves the absence of Corey Perry from the Chicago Blackhawks. And you're probably thinking, you know, hey, Josh, hockey, not a lot of people pay attention to that, but you're going to want to pay attention to this story. Let's get into it. So when this occurred, many people were sending it to me and things like that. Here's a little context for you folks. The Chicago Blackhawks currently have the hottest young star in all of the National Hockey League. He was number one overall draft pick this past draft. Didn't even go to the minor leagues. Went straight to Chicago. He's 18 years old. His name is Connor Bedard. And he is tearing up the NHL right now. And uh, it harkens back to some folks who, you know, we thought about in the past. Like, I mean, uh, hockey always has young guy. If you're a phenom, you're coming in real real young and it's almost like you're a child i mean this guy's 18 years old so he can't drink with the team he's going out with them to dinner i guess but it's weird just it's a he's a child essentially so his parents are like around the organization his mom is around the organization 
And one of his teammates, Corey Perry, who is 38 years old, 20 years older than Connor Bedard. I mean, that means he was 18 when Connor Bedard wasn't even alive yet. It's an alarming, shocking sort of disparity there that these guys are basically coworkers. Maybe you have that in your life, though. I don't know what kind of job you'd have where your coworker was, you know, kind of uh, that type of age. I can't think of one, really, frankly, but maybe you're in an office and you're just like the old guard and they got a new young whippersnapper in there. I don't know. But nevertheless, it's got to be strange to have an 18-year-old around, but these guys get used to it. And they kind of, some of these guys that are older, get jobs and contracts because they can be not a father figure, but just a role model for them and and kind of look out for uh, these youngsters while they're out on the road. Well, Corey Perry, he had a bizarre absence all of a sudden from the team, and it led people to wonder what on earth is going on with Corey Perry. And, of course, the Internet rumors started to fly. And let, let's get into the article here because I don't want to spoil what the rumor was. Last week, veteran forward Corey Perry reportedly left the Blackhawks due to what the team is calling an organizational decision. And this is from Mark Lazarus, an insider for the Blackhawks. Corey Perry, who was scratched last night as a mysterious organizational decision, is not on the ice for the Blackhawks practice. That was when it, we, people were alerted to it. Uh, head coach Luke Richardson added little context to the situation, saying only that Perry is no longer with the team and will not be released at this time, which is a kind of a weird thing. So it's like, what the hell's going on with Corey Perry? The coach came out. He said, I just wanted to start by saying I know you have questions about Corey Perry not playing last night and attending practice today, but we're going to keep that internal in the organization right now. I'm not going to be able to answer any more questions on that. Again, Luke Richardson, the head coach. And to add even more intrigue to this topic, it appears that the Blackhawks players themselves don't even know what's going on concerning Corey Perry. Veteran teammate Nick Felino said, we just know that he's not with us, haven't gotten any details. It's unfortunate. He's a big part of this. We'll miss him. Going forward, it says, so uh, the article asks, what is going on here? And that's what I was asking. Well, it's clear that there's something up with Perry and the Blackhawks, but we're not getting any clear info from the usual sources. So do social media people go. And on Reddit and on Twitter or X or whatever, uh, there is a hot rumor making the rounds that Corey Perry are we outside, we're kind of outside the nice boy clock Corey Perry uh. Connor Bedard's mom <laughs> Melanie Bedard oh my lord this is people on I mean could you imagine maybe I'm just thinking there's a guy on X who's like Corey Perry that's weird that he's not in the lineup and they're not really giving us any details I think he uh, Connor Bedard's mom, and he just tweets it, and then people were actually like running with the narrative, if you will. Crazy! This guy, this guy's name is just the the Scripe. It's uh the Scripe Club. Corey Perry capping off his Hall of Fame career by banging Bedard's mom is absolutely incredible. Lol, lol, lol. See, that's the kind of thing where people are like citing in an article. That was a hot take from Twitter. A guy named Scripe. I mean, good golly. I I want nothing more than this rumor to be true, folks. I'd love for Corey Perry to have... Uh, now, Corey Perry, in, his, in all fairness, is married with children. But that doesn't mean he can't be banging Connor Bedard's mom on the... Is that Connor Bedard's mom? Oh, yeah. 
Why did I think she looked older in some other pictures? Let's see. So pull up. Uh, make it bigger for me. Yeah, that one I was like, okay, that kind of. Corey Perry looks. I mean, he's my age and he looks like a old man it's cre- i mean i look like i guess an old man i look in the mirror i go oh my <laughs> lord what the hell's going on but Corey perry just looks like welcome he's like hey son hilarious now Corey perry the the thing that is crazy about it like it's obviously just a stupid internet rumor but the blackhawks didn't do themselves any favors by not giving any sort of details when it came to this they were just kind of like he's not with the team we're going to keep it internal Tell us he didn't fuck Connor Bedard's mom, at least. <laughs> at the very least. I mean, golly. That's all you have to do. You have to come out and say, you know, we can't get into the details uh, as to why Corey Perry isn't with the team right now. We can't give you any sort of details on that, but we can tell you he did not fuck Connor Bedard's mom. That should have been the statement because that would have put everything to bed. Them not coming out and saying anything of the sort only fanned the flames of the rumors. Now, uh, Corey Perry has made his own statement. So has the team. Let's see what the team's statement was first here. Again, not doing themselves any favors. Here, let's play this audio. As this is an individual personnel matter, I will not be, be able to disclose any details related to the initial reporting, investigation, or the findings. However, I do want to be very clear on this one point. This does not involve any players or their families. Oh, so he did come out and say that. He said it didn't involve any players or their families. Now, I would have said including Connor Bedard's mom and the uh, accusation that he fucked her. I would have said that clearly. (laughs) And anything that suggests otherwise or anyone that suggests otherwise is wildly inaccurate. (laughs) And frankly, it's disgusting. Oh, frankly, I'm disgusted. That was Kyle Davidson clearing up the rumors. So then it's like, well, what did happen here? You know, now Corey Perry has put out his statement and it reads this. I would like to sincere. It's a long one. So and it doesn't tell you anything for the record. I mean, you might want to just fast forward. I would like to sincerely apologize to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees and my teammates. I would also like to apologize to my fans and my family. I am embarrassed, and I have let you all down. Well, how, Corey Perry? You still haven't told (laughs) us that. He doesn't apologize to Melanie Bedard in this whole thing either. As a result of my actions, there has been speculation and rumors. I am sickened by the impact that this has had on others, and I want to make it clear that in no way did this situation involve any of my teammates or their families. Most importantly, I want to directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected, and I am sorry for the additional impact to others it has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. I have started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed in me throughout my career. Once again, I am deeply sorry. Corey Perry. So it sounds like he was boozing it up a little bit and did something. And that something doesn't seem like it was he was fucking Connor Bedard's mom, but uh, it seems like he did something. What could he have done? Outside of fucking Connor Bedard's mom, what on earth could Corey Perry have done where it caused... I mean, hockey players are boozing all the time. I was talking... There was a bunch of hockey players 
at one of my shows this weekend, actually. And I was like, yeah, you hockey players, you love running train on uh, girls, don't you? And they do. Hockey players, I don't know what it is about them. They love having group sex with their teammates. <laughs> now, I'm not saying they do gay stuff during that. I'm just saying they like, you know, being across from one another and high-fiving or whatever, you know? Real team bonding stuff. And if Corey Perry gets a little drunk and fucks one of his teammates' moms, you know, that's just going to happen. That's just that's just hockey. That's puck life, baby. That's grinding. So I don't I'm curious if you know out there if you if there's any roach reporters who want to do any further investigations. I would very 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 much like to find out exactly cuz I I bet the story is even juicier than the rumors. You know, the rumor is he was fucking Connor Bedard's mom. That's a juicy rumor. But I bet what he really did in his alcohol-fueled uh, haze or whatever it was was probably something even more juicy. So I'm curious if anybody out there has any insight. Do hit us up, Show at gmail.com. So that is the breaking sports story. And, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and avoid sports for the most part for the rest of the program here. The, the Bills still suck. The Sabres suck. I mean, I'm just not in a great place. I'm bad at gambling. I, I just... Uh, it's not going well for the Roach in terms of sports. But with that being said, today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by the fine folks over at DoorDash. And oh boy, Thanksgiving, it's come to an end. And you don't want to cook anymore. And luckily, DoorDash has you covered. I never wanted to cook in the first place. And thank the Lord for DoorDash. You can get whatever you want delivered straight to your doorstep. Just do your shopping on the app, and the Dasher is going to run all your errands for you. Whether you're watching the big game and you don't want to leave the sofa to get a snack, or everyone in your family wants something different for dinner, you can get it all delivered quickly and easily. I hate cooking. I hate shop grocery shopping. I hate all of it. I don't like thinking. And thank the Lord for DoorDash just doing the, all the BS for me. I mean, they just bring it right to my door. I, I, I mean, hey, DoorDash is one step away from eating it for you. I mean, that's how close they're getting to making it super easy and making it so you don't have to think about anything. All your favorite stores, they're on the DoorDash app, whether it be fast food, grocery stores, even retail shops. I, I, I was with a girl who was visiting town and she forgot her laptop charger. And I was like, oh, do we have to go to uh, Best Buy or something? And she goes, no, I'm just going to DoorDash one. It was crazy. I didn't even know it was capable of such a thing, but it is. Here it is. It's all there for you. You don't have to move a muscle. So right now you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and you enter code JOSHBALL, all one word, that's 50% off when you spend $15 or more on your first order with the DoorDash app and use that code JOSHBALL. Don't forget, use code JOSHBALL for 50% off your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Also, the Josh Potter Show is brought to us by the fine folks at NBA 2K Mobile. Oh, my Lord. I was never a phone game guy, but boy, oh, boy, have the folks at NBA 2K Mobile changed my uh, whole lookout on this sort of thing. Maybe you need an escape from your from your in-laws this holiday season you're, while you're just sitting there in their boring house. Whether you're a diehard basketball fan or you're like me and you just want to try a fun new game and maybe learn a little bit about you know players and stuff like that in the NBA, 
NBA 2K Mobile has what you need. You can dive into tourney mode and compete for the title, or you can have fun collecting player cards to enhance your team's performance. You can even work together with your friends to dominate the leaderboard. And boy, oh boy, I was just on the train today, and I was, you know, the train, you know, it's got a nice view of the ocean or whatever, but that gets lame after like five minutes. So I popped on the old NBA 2K mobile app, and boy, oh boy, did it just drain the hours on the train away. With holiday live events in-game and the option to play retro style with a virtual joystick, NBA 2K mobile is the best way to relax after a hectic family dinner. And you're going to have a couple of those coming up, friends, so I would download the app right now. As a matter of fact, download the NBA 2K mobile app free on the App Store or in the Google Play thing and use promo code Josh Potter to receive an exclusive Giannis Jade tier card. That's promo code Josh Potter when you download NBA 2K Mobile for free. Let's get into the news. So much news. And uh, Rob noticed the theme in the news today, lots of eye trauma. And I don't know if that just, uh, you know, came across my radar and it tickled me particularly nicely because, you know, I've had some eye trauma in my day and it's kind of nice to know some other people out there are having some eye trauma. So keep that in mind. Maybe if you're squeamish, uh, keep that in mind for later in the program here. But this one came to us by way of Justin M over at Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. It says owners and managers of rage rooms across the United States are warning that a growing number of customers are engaging in sexual acts within the confines of their facilities. Now, boy, oh, boy, that's one way to get out some rage. These rage rooms, they're to break things, if I'm not mistaken. You go in there with like a bat, you get a sledgehammer. And you take it to like they got I don't know where they keep getting all the stuff for the raid rooms, though. It seems really uh, wasteful at the end of the day. Like, I guess all this stuff probably could be in a landfill somewhere. But at the end of the day, you're still putting it in a landfill. Like how many old printers are we going to be able to (laughs) smash in the world? I don't you know, for every rage room that exists and they have people coming in and out. How many fucking old printers do they got? They got fax machines and shit like that. It's it's basically to live out uh, your sort of your office space fantasies for the most part. Do, do you guys ever go to one of those things? Do they have other things other than office supplies that you smash? Yeah, they got to have like TVs and lamps and home homeware, right? Home goods. Homeware. Yeah, but, but like what's breakable these days? Like I'd imagine a tube TV is fun to break, but I'd, you know, after a while, now they've got LED or what is it, like a flat screen TV. Yeah. That's not as fun. No, you can break one of those over your fun. leg, you know? I don't know. It's just seeming like this fad will go by the wayside once they've run out of things. It's not like we're still making fucking tube televisions, I you know? I thought it had already gone by the wayside. I thought I thought these things were kind of done. Well, maybe that's why people are getting bored inside the rage room. Instead of smashing a TV, they're smashing each other. They're just in there fucking. They're like, oh, I'm still angry. Let's fuck. Rage rooms are spaces where guests can spend time in a private room smashing various items such as plates, televisions, radios, tables, and more with blunt objects, according to a report in USA Today. Customers often come for bachelorette parties, or that's what I want to see is just a bunch of alcohol-fueled bachelorette party ladies 
smashing things. I guess that's better than going to a fucking comedy show. Oh, my Lord. But, yeah, date nights, evidently they're going a little extra. I mean, there are people like that that smash things and get all in a huff and then get horny. I'm not one of those. (laughs) I'm a lover, not a smasher. You can wear protective gear as they slam crowbars, baseball bats, and sledgehammers down on fragile objects. Rage rooms, which boomed following the COVID-19 pandemic, I wonder why, offer visitors a safe space to release pent-up anger, but now customers are using the venue for another type of cathartic release. Every once in a while, people do get a little handsy. I've had some customers lay down together in a room filled of broken glass. So maybe there's a danger aspect to it, says one of the owners, Corey Holtum of the Rec Room Las Vegas. Being in that atmosphere, it's super weird, so I think people tend to go to a primal place. That's kind of a good litmus test for if you're dealing with a real psychopath, I think, you know? (laughs) If they're just smashing TVs and their dicks just rock hard all of a sudden, they're like, God, I gotta fuck! And then there's a girl there that's like, yeah, baby, let's go, fuck me, oh my God, on broken glass. Every once in a while, people do get a little handsy, as he said. Okay, the rec room owner said that his business typically attempts to thwart this behavior by making customers aware there is a camera in the room watching them for safety purposes. Listen, rec room owner guy. <laughs> if they're already fucking on broken glass, chances are you telling them about the camera is actually incentive to fuck. <laughs> they're probably stoked. They're just like, oh, shit, there's a camera, too. Yes. Nico Farmer, the founder of Wrecked in Carrollton, Georgia. We're going all over the goddamn country with these rage rooms. He said that he's seen similar behavior at his place of business. I want to see what how crazy these people get. He admitted that he has seen couples engaged in heavy petting and intense makeout sessions. Now, that's not what I expected. I thought it was just going to be carnal sex, probably anal. You know, that just seems the <laughs> rec room or whatever, the rage room seems a place for anal to me. I don't know. But he's telling us that there's intense makeout sessions. That's crazy. So it's like You know, you smash a table and then you're like, I don't know. That's nuts. That is some wild shit. They're stripping down to their underwear as well. Experts told USA Today that there may be a psychological and physiological link between intense emotions such as anger and sexual arousal. Oh, it took the rage room to tell you that (laughs) experts. I mean, what kind of I mean, who are these experts? Fucking 12 year olds. They haven't been around for the last, you know, 3000 years of humanity. Justin Laymiller, a fellow researcher uh, with the Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex. That's an institute? Oh, yeah. The Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex? I know what the Kinsey Institute is, but for research in sex, that'd be a fun thing to research. I think I do that every day. I feel like they sh- I'm qualified to be a researcher for sex. They told the outlet that both aggression and sexual behavior activate an individual's fight or flight response, triggering adrenaline. The response increases blood flow throughout the human body, including the genitals. Oh, my God. They're basically describing how a boner is made in this article. They're like, blood goes to the penis and engorges it. Blood goes to the clit, too, yeah? Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> but Lehmeyer suggested that inside rage rooms, people are confusing the physiological response of anger or excitement with sexual arousal. 
likely attributed to the fact that they are inside a room with someone they are attracted to. In other words, when the source of arousal is ambiguous, sometimes we attribute it to the person instead of the situation. Sex therapist Lee Norin compared the phenomenon to other dates that may elicit arousal, such as amusement parks or haunted houses. These are not things that make me horny. I got to tell you, <laughs> a haunted house where people are coming out and they're like, or like there's a guy with a chainsaw that doesn't make me horny. It makes me it probably would give the girl I'm with the ick or whatever, as they say. <laughs> That's also what would happen to me in a rage room. I'm taking a bat to a tube TV and all of a sudden the bat just bounces off of it without shattering it. A girl's like, um, the last thing I want to do is fuck this guy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this guy just said ouchie as he hit a TV with a baseball bat. I don't think I want to fuck him anymore. Uh, if you look at shows like The Bachelor, where they often go on dates like bungee jumping, they seem to fall in love more easily. That's a television show. This lady is in research. Golly. She's like, yeah, no, in The Bachelor, they must fall in love, right? They're just fucking. That Golden Bachelor is dark. You guys watch that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is sad. It's like, you know, usually it's just some drunk whore that's not getting a rose. And then you're like, well, she's just going to go suck some dude's dick when she walks out of there. She'll be like, I'm a bachelor. And she's going to have like an OnlyFans and a hop in Instagram where she'll do some sort of endorsement deal for workout clothes not the golden bachelor these poor women <laughs> they don't get a rose and it's like time to die <laughs> you're done lady you thought you were gonna get dicked down by this golden bachelor now you're never gonna have sex some of those women are gonna walk out of there and they're never gonna have sex again that is dark dark stuff they're like well that was my shot now i guess i'll just go crawl into a grave it's crazy. <laughs> I hope they never do it again. <laughs> that might be a misinterpretation of these physiological markers going on in their bodies, according to this researcher who compared it to The Bachelor. Noren also noted that raid rooms allow people to break boundaries society enacts that tell people how they should, helping to buffer the potential for sexual shame. Also, because you're smashing things, you're like, God, I'm just uninhibited. Imagine if there was like a rage room for uh, like shitty people. Like, imagine if there's like a racist rage room where you just get to go in there and <laughs> scream. No one can hear you. You can just go in there and scream the N-word all you want. Yeah, that would get people aroused. I bet people would fuck in that one, too. Rage Room Long Island CEO Mikey Hellman, he said that his staff has seen instances where couples have engaged in sexual activity in the parking lot outside the venue. He said these acts are likely the result of uh, excitation transfer. If you visited a rage room with your partner and then went straight home and had sex, it's likely that the sex would be more intense than usual due to the fact that the emotional response from earlier situation hadn't fully cleared from your system. It's almost like they're encouraging people to fuck now. It's like at the end of the article, it's like, listen, you're going to go smash some stuff. You're going to want to fuck. Go for it. It's going to be intense and awesome. License. Like what's that? It is like an ad. It's, this feels like an ad. This feels like, like they're. A, they're running out of shit to smash, so they need to get people back into these yeah. rage rooms. People are like, yeah, I, I uh, broke a chair and, like, you know, threw a hammer through a, a glass window. It was fine. Wait a minute. People are fucking in these things? <laughs> I guess I'm going to get a season pass. 
Licensed clinical psychologist and certified sex therapist Michael Aaron agreed that some people may be attracted to a sense of dominance that emanates from people when they are destroying objects. They're in charge, but they're not aggressive toward you or threatening you, he said. So you experience them or you experience them in a dominant way that's safe. That's why I don't think I would ever get laid going to a rage room. I would fucking go like, boom, ow, and then a girl would be like, ugh. What the hell is that lady? Get her out of here. Anyhow, we move things along. Now we get into the eye situation here. We at least have this one from Luke Rutz. Oh, boy. And I've uh, wondered about this, you know, with my dead eye and such. How bad could it get when it comes to certain things that could happen to my bad eye? You see, health officials in Michigan have identified an alarming cluster of of syphilis infections in women's eyes. Now, that's the only part I've read so far, and guess what? I can already deduce what's going on here. I think in Michigan, (laughs) a lot of guys jizzing into women's eyes with syphilis, though. So the transfer's happening, and it's because they're going... You know what I mean? Maybe get some protective uh, glasses on there. Do some Arabian goggle action. The first of its kind cluster in five women, all linked to one infected man. This can't be the first time this has happened. One guy with syphilis is just jizzing into eyes, and all of a sudden it's like a -a one-of-a-kind, first-of-its-kind cluster? That's crazy. It raises the possibility that a new strain of syphilis bacteria has adapted to more easily cause systemic syphilis, particularly disease that affects the eyes and central nervous system. So this man has created a new syphilis. Evidently, maybe you couldn't get syphilis in your eye before, but now it's... Uh, grown or it has crossbred or something like that and now there's a new strain that is affecting eyeballs it's uh, a report of the cluster and what it might mean is published today in the Michigan health officials in the centers for disease control and preventions uh, morbidity and more I don't even know what the fuck this report that is the that is a long report I don't even want to read the title of it <laughs> so now I'm not going to learn anything about eye syphilis aka ocular syphilis It's not new, evidently. Syphilis bacteria, Treponema pallidum. I'm, I'm no, I mean, what the fuck, dude? Put the Latin for syphilis in there. It's fucking gross. Why we have to give it a churched up name? It's known to be able to spread to the eye as well as the inner ear and central nervous system when the sexually transmitted infection is left untreated. This spread can lead to blindness, deafness, and life-threatening neurosyphilis if it remains untreated. Who died? It was a One of the mob guys died from syphilis, right? Is that true? How many famous people died from syphilis? I wonder if he was getting jizzed in his fucking eye. Al Capone. Capone. Yeah, they were jizzing in Al's eye there, you know? (laughs) No, I think he just had a sick dick. And I mean that in terms of diseased dick, not like a really righteous one. Uh, The spread can lead to blindness, as we mentioned, but ocular syphilis is rare, you see. It's only found in about 1% of syphilis cases, similar to the inner ear and neurosyphilis, the one in the brain. According to a large analysis published last year, when ocular syphilis does develop, it's most often seen in people who have late-stage syphilis, people who are 65 years of age or older, people who report 
injection drug use and those who are HIV positive. I guess if you're HIV positive, you're like, what the hell? I'll just get all the other things too: syphilis, gonorrhea, whatever. Pile it on. Who gives a shit? I'm HIV. But in this cluster, the five women all had early stage infections. They were all between 40 and 60 years old and none reported injection drug use. This ocular syphilis cluster is also the first one documented as being linked by heterosexual transmission. So usually it's gay stuff that passes it along. But this case, straight stuff. Though I'd imagine if this man was coming into a man's eye, we'd have the same thing. It just happens that he was uh, he fancied the ladies. The string of cases began to unravel in March of 2022 when the first woman, patient A, was referred to the Kalamazoo County Health and Community something or other services department by the ophthalmologist. The woman reported blurry vision, fear of blindness and genital lesions. Testing indicated that syphilis uh, indicated it was syphilis and she reported only one sex partner in the last 12 months, a man she met online. Within a few days, the state health department reached out to the man, but was rebuffed. He was like, I think my syphilis, she's lying to you. She's fucked a billion men. Is this the guy? You found the guy? Oh, I thought no, you were no, like, We were looking up other famous uh, victims of syphilis. Who died? Did it say? Uh, well, Adolf Hitler had it, but didn't die from it. No, he uh, shot himself in the head. He would have died from it, probably. Maybe that's that's also a thing where, don't they say, like, Hitler was going crazy because of the syphilis? Like, that he was is, making him yes, insane? I heard that. Yeah, so syphilis can do some things to you. It's like when, uh, what's that shit when, like, uh, you know, when you're a cat lady and the cat pees on you or something and there's a worm that goes in your brain and makes you insane? That's what syphilis seems to do. Toxoplasmosis. Yes, sir. Toxoplasmosis. <laughs> in April 2022, patient B was admitted to a hospital with neurosyphilis. An ophthalmologist had identified cranial nerve abnormalities and had sent her to the emergency room department. There she reported headache, mild hearing loss, blurry vision, and double vision. She named the name of the recent sex partner reported by patient A, saying she, too, met him online. This man is online, and he's just like, let me come in your eyes, ladies. <laughs> this guy really has, he really fancies the coming in the eyes. I want to come all over that pretty face, mainly into your eyes, so I can transfer ocular syphilis into you. In May 2022, patient C was reported to a local health department in southwest Michigan. She had a full body rash, floaters in her eyes. I've had those before. Thank God it's not from cum getting into them. Sensitivity to light and cranial nerve abnormalities. She again reported the same partner as patient A and B and said she had met him where? Online. I'm beginning to see a pattern here. Patient D was diagnosed with ocular syphilis in June 2022, again naming the same partner. And in July 2022, patient E was admitted to the hospital with ocular syphilis and neurosyphilis, again naming the same guy. Could you imagine? It just He's still denying, and he's like, I don't know how this keeps happening. All these ladies I keep fucking, their eyes get all fucked up. I didn't even come in there. What if he's not even coming in their eyes? He's just coming like in their vaginas like a normal person. And their eyes are still getting fucked up. He's like, no, sir, I came in her pussy this time. From March to May, state health officials reached out to the common male sex partner multiple times, but he provided little. You don't you don't say 
He provided little information, said he had left the state and was a no-show for a scheduled medical appointment in April. In May, after patient C was identified, a public health doctor looked up the man's electronic medical records, discovering that in January of 2022, he had gone to a hospital emergency department for ulcerative genital and anal lesions. How do you get those? Ulcerative anal lesions? What's ulcerative mean? Doesn't that mean there's like a it's pussy? Like an open, yeah. Ooh, gross. Anal lesions? Boy, oh boy, how do you get that? That's a tough one to explain to the to the doctor. Yeah, I'm not doing gay stuff, but my butt has lesions on it. Oh boy. I mean, how do you get those? I want to know how his origin story, like he's like the first vampire here. You know what I mean? We want to see how (laughs) who made you at the time he was treated for presumed herpes infection. But his herpes test was negative and he was not tested for syphilis. That's a good doctor to be like, nah, your herpes. are (laughs) You don't got herpes. He's like, fine by me. Also in May, a state disease intervention specialist was able to renew contact with the man. And he showed up for an appointment at KCHCSD. In the appointment, the doctors noted that the man had no signs of syphilis, no vision problems, nor hearing impairment. That's because his cum wasn't in his eye. You know? (laughs) He just had lesions on his pee-pee, and he was distributing the cum out of his penis into the eyes. If he shot it into his own eye, which we've all been there, he might have had the blurriness, you know? That'd be his excuse. He's like, listen, I've shot plenty of cum into my own eyes, and I don't have fucking syphilis in my eyes, so it's not me, dude. Laboratory <laughs> testing confirmed that he had early latent syphilis, a stage of the disease that occurs within a year of the initial infection when symptoms appear to resolve, but the disease is still present. That's scary. Get tested, folks, because that you don't want to have that. The man reported having multiple sex partners in the previous year, but declined to disclose or disclose their identities. Patient B through E also reported having other sex partners. Ooh, sticky wicket now. Of those who were identified, health officials reported negative syphilis tests for them. Patient E did not identify her other partners, and officials were not able to contact them. Given the odd nature of this cluster, health officials in Michigan speculated that the man may have been infected with a strain of T. pallidum that is more prone to causing ocular and neurosyphilis than others, but they weren't able to identify the strain. All the women and the man were treated for their infections, and since then, no other cases in Michigan have a link back to anyone in the cluster. Well, thank God, Michigan. Get back out there. If you're in uh, the motors, what do they call it? The motor city? The motor state? I don't know what the fuck they call Michigan, but get back to coming in eyes because you're safe now. What's it called? Great Lakes State. The Great Lakes State. Guess what? Get those Great Lakes back in your eye, those milky lakes of semen back into your eyes, folks, because it's all safe now. <laughs> the fact that uh, the fact makes health officials hopeful they've stopped the, fr- the spread of this uh, nefarious, unidentified strain. But it's impossible to know within uh, without a wider surveillance and identification of all sex partners. So I guess if you are in Michigan right now and you're like, boy, oh boy, my eyes are blurry. I did just take a load <laughs> to the face. Maybe go get it checked out because they are looking for it. Rates of STIs, including syphilis, chlamydia, and gonorrhea, have been skyrocketing for years. In a report earlier this year, the CDC noted that national cases of syphilis increased 74% from 2017 to 2021. In 2022, the number of babies born 
born with syphilis was more than 10 times the number in 2020 or in 2012. That's crazy. We're having babies with syphilis. That's nuts. I don't like that at all. Get checked out there, folks. Get your shit tested. Get it tested all the time. You don't want to have any syphilis. It's weird that they say that shit's going up because everything I read is like, kids aren't having sex anymore. It's like, you want the kids to have sex more? Jesus. How about you chill out, horny fucking article writer? Let's see. Do we have the other eye one here? Let me look. Ooh, yes. Now this one, it also involves... Stabbing of the eyes, but this case a little more literal. This came from Jennifer. She wrote to me. She said, hi, Josh. Just came across this story while scrolling Reddit. That's always a fun thing to do. Scrolling Reddit. That always leads to a fruitful evening. You're never, uh, you know, losing your mind when you're scrolling Reddit. But it seems like Jennifer found something fun. She says, this lovely looking woman stabbed her boyfriend in the eye with a rabies needle. For looking at another woman. Oh, my God. What would you rather have a syphilis load dropped in your eye or get stabbed with a rabies needle? Sound off in the comments. <laughs> Which one you'd prefer? Would I rather get stabbed with a rabies needle in the eye or just take a giant load of cum that's going to give me ocular syphilis? Mm. Choose your adventure. Where did she get the needle from, you might ask? I asked the same thing, says Jennifer. Apparently, it was for her dog. So I'm thinking rabies vaccine needle because who walks around with a needle full of rabies? Exactly, Jennifer. Keep up the great work, King Roach. Also, feel free to come back to Milwaukee anytime soon. There are plans in 2024 to come back to Milwaukee. I hope to have a date for you very, very soon. So let's get into the article. Maybe it'll have a little more insight. Do we have a picture of this this lady, by the way? Yay, I'd be looking at a different one, too. I'll tell you what. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. Please, if that was my girl... Stab me with the rabies needle in the eye because I don't want to see her anymore. Police arrested a Miami woman on aggravated battery charge over the weekend after they said she stabbed her boyfriend in the eyelid with a hypodermic needle during a domestic dispute. According to an arrest report in the Miami Police Department, Sandra Jimenez, 44, and her boyfriend of eight years had been in an ongoing argument about him looking at other women. It escalated Saturday when the couple arrived at their home in the 500 block of Northeast 62nd Street, located in the city's Upper East Side area just before 10 p.m. The argument turned physical, police said. The MPD report states after the man went to lay down on the couch, Jimenez jumped on top of him with two rabies needles that were for their dogs and pierced his right eyelid. What an odd choice of things to use. I mean, she could have used a knife. She could have used a fork. She could have used a pencil. But she was like, mm, do I have hypodermic needles on the premises? I think this would work. She then left after realizing what she had done. Police said the man required treatment at Jackson Memorial Hospital. Jimenez was jailed on a $7,500 bond after the judge found probable cause to charge her with a second degree felony. Now, do they can you Google real quick? Do they make? rabies needles or is this again the vaccine for rabies like what happens if we just pull it up here if it's for her dog it seems like it would be a vaccine of some sort right i mean you wouldn't inject your dog with rabies now this guy he's uh he's so anti-vax that he's like even more offended that she used a needle of a vaccine in his eye he's like no i'm gonna be gay i'm gonna grow a <laughs> tail i'm gonna have autism now Thanks a lot. Not bad enough that she just used a hypodermic needle 
to begin with. Again, she could have used a fork. She could have used a pencil. But she chose the needle, and I thought it was for something special. Now, rabies, I can't believe it's still a thing. Do animals still, like, what is the rate in which animals are getting rabies where you'd have to have two needles of the vaccine laying around? You just have that, like, on, what, in your freezer or something like that? I've never even heard of that. You guys have dogs, right? You don't have rabies needles in your fucking house, do you? This is a dog. No, I don't. They're very rare cases. I thought you. Yeah, like I thought it. like vets have that shit. Like I mean, they're in Miami. It's not like they live in uh, you know Yellowstone National Park here. <laughs> it's like, why do they have a rabies needle? Seems suspicious. Rabid cats, cattle, and dogs accounted for ninety-five percent of the cases involved. I want to see a person with rabies. Like, could you imagine? Like, what year is this where a human being still can get rabies? You know. Just go outside and shoot them in the face. I mean, rabies is is kind of like what, uh, like a zombie apocalypse movie would be, right? Yeah. The reaction to rabies, it's like rah, 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 you're just walking around like the Tasmanian devil, <laughs> foaming at the mouth and shit. Let's see. The first symptom of rabies may be similar to the flu, including weakness or discomfort. This is a zombie movie. There also may be discomfort, prickling, or an itching sensation at the sight of the bite. This is like fucking straight up a zombie movie. These symptoms may last for days. Symptoms progress to cerebral dysfunction, anxiety, confusion, and agitation. I'd really like to see a person... I mean, I don't know if we're going to be able to... I mean, I don't even know if this exists, but I'd really like to see somebody advanced rabies... I mean, I'd rather get, I'll get pour all the syphilis into my eyes before I'm getting fucking rabies. Oh, boy. Wild, folks. If you got rabies out there, if you've ever had rabies or experienced the symptoms of rabies, call in 644. No, I, uh, I'd i love to hear anybody's experience with it out there because it, it does sound like something that is an old-timey disease. Next up, Jefferson Nally, who was very busy this week. And, of course, we know Jefferson Nally, our lead semen terrorism reporter. Now, the one with the uh, syphilis in the eye thing, that guy's that guy could be, he seems like a domestic semen terrorist at the end of the day. <laughs> and uh, he was coming into eyes. They were willing to take it, though, That it's it seems. You know, he had sexual partners that he met online, and he was jizzing into their eyes. And uh, it wasn't like they were just walking down the street and he was doing that. They were, you know, probably, you know, doing stuff together. So Jefferson Nally sent in a, an ongoing sort of uh, case that we discussed many moons ago. I believe I was still in the old Night Pants studio. Who knows? I mean, I wish Kirsten was here today because she would maybe know a little more of, like, when we discussed this last. I'll have, I have no idea, but it was definitely many moons ago. You see, there was a lady that I was following on OnlyFans. I was a subscriber to her particular page, and she really amped it up. She was started out, when I came across her, she was a fitness model, as often many of them are. And she was doing the fitness model thing, and she goes, you know what? I'm getting a lot of like Lululemon for free and stuff, but you know, it's not really paying the bills. I really want to up my income. So she got an OnlyFans, and at first she was just doing, you know, I'm in a bathing suit. And then all of a sudden it was like, my tits are out. And then it was like, want to watch me suck this penis. And then it got real, it escalated. Let's just put it that way. And I really liked the arc she was going on. I did. I really appreciated the choices that she made. Well, one of the times I purchased one of her pay-per-view videos, you see, and I'm watching it, and she's fucking some guy on there. 
Then I find an article. She killed that guy. The guy I watched her fuck. It's weird to watch two people fuck and then know that one killed the other. You know, that takes it to a whole another level, I got to say. And I'm not saying it took me to a whole nother, like It wasn't like I was like coming buckets knowing that. I'm just saying like <laughs> it was an odd thing. It's like a uh, weird parasocial thing, to be honest with you. Well, Jefferson Nally has told us that he has an update on this. Courtney Clenny was her name, the OnlyFans model charged with murdering her boyfriend. She's being sued by the boyfriend's family for wrongful death. I'd say a murder is a wrongful death. Yeah, I would say that's that, that lines up. According to the lawsuit filed March 17th and updated on Friday, Clenny is liable financially for Obumseli's estate for his death because she initially stabbed him, causing the family mental pain and suffering and depriving them of his support and services in the future. Because I think he was doing some OnlyFans. And he was probably sending the family a couple bucks. You know, him and Courtney were making some good bank fucking around on OnlyFans. Clenny's attorney said uh, she will fight this case. Last April, uh, Christian Albumselli, known as Toby to his loved ones, I don't like these names at all. This doesn't sound good. I can't. I feel like I'm not allowed to say these things. He died of a single stab wound to the upper chest in the luxury seaside apartment building he shared with Clenny in Miami, Florida. Now, I saw them fuck in this apartment. It's crazy. They were actually on the balcony and they were doing the whole thing. They're like, we don't want to get caught. We don't want to get caught. And then they got caught and they're like, we have to go inside. Evidently, they went inside and she stabbed him. Killing him. Although Clenny, through her lawyer, admitted within days to killing him, she claimed that she had acted in self-defense. I mean, you should have seen the way this guy fucked her. I mean, maybe she was. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> For months, no one was arrested in Abinselli's homicide. Last August, Clenny was charged with his murder. The state attorney claimed that she was the aggressor in an abusive relationship with him. She has pleaded not guilty in a way to trial. I mean... I guess I could see that. I mean, this guy was plowing her, though. I mean, it was, like, insane, you know? Now watch this drive. I mean, he drove it pretty heartily. <laughs> Limp biscuit. Yeah, I'm, I can't see this. <laughs> <laughs> My point is he was uh, one of the uh, inner city blacks. So he was really giving it to her good. None of the neighbors reported Obenselli acting aggressively, according to Haggard. All the witnesses say he was always under control. He was just trying to calm her down. He was trying to give her a second chance. That's what happens sometimes in what I call reverse domestic violence, according to this uh, eyewitness. Okay, I'm, I'm glad that guy put that in there. You see, what I call it is reverse domestic violence. <laughs> it's when the girl's hitting the guy. Yeah, that's just domestic violence, dude. It's the same guy who's like, that's reverse racism, if you will, because obviously we know most of the time it's a man. That's what he keeps saying. Clenny is being sued for her role in the alleged murder of Amoncelli. According to the amended complaint filed on Friday and reviewed by Rolling Stone, the family is suing Clenny for one count of battery in Amoncelli's death. On April 3rd, 2022, the complaint says Clenny intentionally touched, struck, made contact with, and or stabbed him against his will. That's a long list of weird shit right there. <laughs> I mean, he she touched, struck, and made contact with. I mean, all that's fine and well, but then to be like, and or stabbed. Yeah, I think that was the thing that did him in, was the stabbing. 
at the end of the day. As a result of defendant Courtney Clenny's intentional actions, Christian Obenselli died. The lawyer for Clenny tells Rolling Stone that her innocence will prevail. The evidence in both the criminal and civil case will show that Courtney's actions were taken to defend herself from an imminent attack by the man. Courtney is a survivor of domestic violence. I mean, she was getting that pussy beat up, I'll tell you what. In the month following Obenselli's death, an investigation by Rolling Stone revealed that multiple friends who knew the couple claimed that she had been abusive towards him and not the other way around. I swear, dude, I still, like, it's funny because... Once you buy something on OnlyFans, you keep it forever. It's yours. Like, if you buy a pay-per-view. So, like, if I looked at my OnlyFans, her account is way deleted. It says, like, you want... It's like a bunch of numbers and letters, like, as where it used to be. But I still have the videos. It's almost like I saw that man's final moments, and I still, like, own them. (laughs) At least he was having fun. I mean, boy, oh, boy. If I'm going to get stabbed by a girl, I'd like to come buckets right before it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Oh, boy. Here, listen to this. In the month following his death, an investigation by Rolling Stone revealed that multiple friends who knew the couple claimed that she had been abusive towards him and not the other way around. Since the criminal case against her began, evidence of Clenny's alleged abuse uh, toward Amonsali became public. From a surveillance footage released by the state attorney showing her shoving and hitting him, in the elevator of their apartment building to phone recordings taken by Obenselli of Clenny calling him the N-word and telling him to shut the fuck up, bitch. When he pointed out to her that she'd hit, uh, when he pointed out to her that she'd hit him, a second investigation after Clenny's arrest found that neighbors at the couple's previous home in Austin, Texas, had witnessed her aggressive behavior towards him as well. In the current civil action, the family is seeking $50,000 in damages. That doesn't seem like a lot. I feel like they both made more than on that one video that I was talking about. <laughs> she obviously has assets, Haggard said, referring to Clint's successful influencing an OnlyFans career. We fully anticipate she's going to try and fraudulently move those assets. Let's see if there's anything else fun in here. Uh, the company is associated with the condo building. Haggard claims knew about Clenny's unbelievable behavior before she killed the man. And so I guess they're roping them into the fucking thing, too. It's pretty wild. It is just nuts, and I, I can't believe I still have those videos. And she's definitely done. I mean, we saw her, what, mugshot on there? It's not her mugshot, but it's like her in the um, the prison garb, you see, up there. Yeah. Not, I mean, she still looks pretty good, but she's not what she once was. That's what prison will do to you. Tell you what, she can call me the N-word and knock me around a little bit. I'll tell you what. She's a hot lady. This guy loves corpses, according to David Reed. Final article for the day today. Thank you so much for being here on the Josh Potter Show. This man, David Reed, sent in an article about another gentleman named David Fuller, who was a maintenance worker. And uh, it's always a fucking maintenance worker who loves corpses, isn't it? I mean, we should. you know how they say, like, they're like, you never know the struggle someone's going through. Talk to some of these maintenance workers, and maybe they won't uh, play with corpses anymore. Although this guy, <laughs> I think he might have been a lost cause. He just looks like he looks like a guy that your mom's house would talk about, where he's like, I like corpses. I like the way they taste. David Fuller was a maintenance worker, abused the corpses of at least 101 women and girls at Kent and Sussex Hospital, 
and the Turnbridge Wells Hospital before his arrest in December 2020. That sounds like a Disney movie. 101 corpses of women and girls. His victims range in the age of 9 to 100. That is a wild span. The government launched an independent inquiry in 2021 to investigate how Fuller was able to carry out his crimes undetected with the first phase of the probe looking at his employer. The inquiry found senior bosses at the hospital were aware of problems in the running of the mortuary from as early as 2008. It found that he entered one mortuary 444 times in the span of one year, unnoticed and unchecked, and that deceased people were also left out of the fridges and overnight during working hours. I like when they smell bad. I want them all warm and smelly. The report also found that there were serious failings at the hospital with Fuller able to offend undetected while standard procedures weren't followed. The inquiry held interviews with more than 200 witnesses and reviewed more than 3,700 documents. It seems like there was a lot of witnesses. They're like, yeah, that David guy, he's going into the fridges and doing weird shit. We might want to get on that. Based on the evidence, the inquiry team made 17 recommendations to prevent any similar atrocities happening again. The recommendations include non-mortuary staff and contractors should be accompanied when in the mortuary. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good rule. Don't let weirdos go into the mortuary. All regulatory standards must be met. Deceased people should not be left out of fridges overnight. I would say that's a good rule, too. I mean, these are all things that should have happened before the guy had sex with the corpses. Only those with legitimate access can enter the mortuary. CCTV cameras must be installed and footage reviewed thoroughly. That just sounds like you're making a porno at this point by letting this guy go in there. Records should be kept of who is uh, accessing the mortuary and how often, and the trust board must review governance structures. The offenses that Fuller committed were truly shocking, and he will never be released from prison. This is according to the inquiry chairman, Sir Jonathan Michael. That's interesting that he'll never be released from prison. It's like, if you're that guy, you're probably like, I did this to dead people. <laughs> it's not like I was doing it to alive people. Come on, man, they were dead. Failures of management of governance and regulation, failure to follow standard policies and procedures together with a persistent lack of curiosity, all contributed to the creation of the environment in which he was able to offend and do so for 15 years without ever being suspected. They didn't say, I mean, in fairness to this guy, they have not said explicitly that he fucked the corpses. I'm just assuming he did, you know, or at least put his dick on him somewhere, trying to give him eye syphilis or whatever. He routinely worked beyond his contracted hours. Well, he loved his job. Undertaking tasks in the mortuary that were not necessary or which should not have been carried out by someone with his chronic back problems. So he's like, hey, I'll carry up the 100-year-old lady. And they're like, don't you have back problems? And also you're a maintenance guy. He's like, ah, I just love the game, dude. Love the game. Fuller, 69, who was given a whole life prison term in December 2021 for the murders of Wendy Nell and Carolyn Pearson. Wait a minute. He was given whole life prison term in December 21 for the murders of people. He murdered two people in 1987? Well, boy, oh boy, maybe do a little background check before you hire the guy. <laughs> I think it's on you that he was fucking the corpses. He was a murderer and he got a job doing this? I mean, boy, oh boy. An examination of his hard drive at his home in Heathfield, East Sussex, revealed... Oh, my God. I didn't even really made hard drives this big. It revealed 818,000 images and 504 videos of his abuse, as well as evidence of his persistent interest in rape, abuse, and murder of women. Oh, boy. That is... There are some people walking around with computers 
that are just treasure troves of guilt, aren't they? At the time of his sentencing, 78 mortuary victims had been identified, but he was sentenced again in December last year for further abuse of 23 bodies. Could you imagine your loved ones getting dug up? And they go, we have to uh, scan their corpse for David Fuller's cum, I'm afraid, just to see if we get any more counts on them. What's that? Oh, you want to just leave them in the ground? That's okay. Well, we need to conduct our investigation a little fuller. Boy, oh boy, what a great place to end the show. What a high note to end the show on. Thank you for sending that one in there, uh, David Reed. If you'd like to send things in again, Show at gmail.com. What does that say, Rob? It says that he did bang the corpses. Oh, okay, I'm glad we got to the bottom of it. I'm glad we got to the... Good, I, I actually was going to go home and do extra research to find out one way or another exactly <laughs> what did he do yeah, to the corpses. you used to be able to come in here whenever you wanted, right? But now David, you know, he kind of mucked it up for the rest of us. Oh, I see. It's, uh, I mean, people, you think a lot of people were coming on the corpses in there? It's just part of the gig? I just can't believe they had to announce that at this point, now... You can't go in there unattended. Yes. Now you can't anymore. Before, hey, we just let people do whatever the hell they want with these fucking things. What do we care? They're dead anyway, right? Anywho, folks, thank you again if you came out to La Jolla at the Comedy Store this past weekend. I have a couple of dates for 2024 that I should be able to announce next week that I'm excited about. But in the meantime, we have one final weekend on tap for 2023 Tampa Bay side splitters please to be buying your tickets right in the description of the show here or you can go on my social media also make sure you subscribe to the patreon patreon.com slash the Josh Potter show or you can go uh, on twitch as well subscribe there twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter I appreciate all the roach reporters we had today and I uh, can't wait to be back here inside the roach motel with you next week and hopefully we've got our uh, our guests returning. That would be nice. We'll see what happens, folks. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to Rob. Thank you to Milo. Thank you to Kirsten. We'll see you next time. <laughs>